You're listening to the Recoveredish Podcast. I'm your host, licensed therapist, Amanda E. White. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I am so excited today because I have my friend Olena here, and we are going to dive into all things skincare today, specifically from the mental health lens. So how are you, Elena? I'm super excited to be here. You are someone who is so realistic and so honest on social media and the internet about skincare. So for those folks that don't know you, can you go into a little bit of your story and how you, you're a skincare coach? How did that end up happening? Oh, okay. So when I was 13, it's the usual story of had acne as a teen, Yeah, thought it was the end of the world, went down the rabbit hole of trying to solve my problem, saw, of course, the dermatologist, saw my family doctor, followed all the craziest advice on the internet, <laughs> ended up damaging my skin even further, even wound up thinking that I was sick inside and there was genuinely something wrong with me, convinced myself that it was a lifelong journey at some mm. point. And so I just kept learning. It was like something I did on the side. I mean, I also had friends, don't I'm not trying to put myself into, you know, the nerdy girl. I did have the glasses and the braces and all the rest of it. But that's what I ended up doing for fun is just learning about skin health. And uh, time would just fly by, you know, and I would read about moisturizers and acne and the dermis and like all this stuff. And I found it fascinating. And I never, ever, ever thought that this would turn into what I do today. So I looked into it realized I had no idea what I was doing because I helped myself. That's one person. That's mm -hmm. one data point. You know what I mean? Well, that is literally, I think, how I found you is you had this phenomenal post that talked about that. Being yourself, like you said, is one data point. Just because you can help yourself doesn't mean you can help everyone else. And I was surprised that you were a skin coach, I think, even when I found it because it was a very psychological sort of thing to post about. And that's really, I feel like you merge a lot of skincare with psychology. I love that you noticed that as a therapist. I love <laughs> that. Okay. Because you might not know this about me, but I studied in my undergrad sociology and psychology. Mm, there we go. So like psychology is like my second love mm. after my husband. And actually skincare would probably be my third. Hmm. I, I'm more interested in psychology because when I was younger, and I mean, since the time that I could write, I had a diary. So I was very interested in my own thoughts, yes. <laughs> writing things down. And uh, so my first diary was in Ukrainian. Mm -hmm. Then when I learned English, it was in English. So I mean, a long time of just yeah. like introspection in order to understand other people, other circumstances. And ultimately, it's really selfish because it just helps you live a better life. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. I, mean, I love also how honest you are. You know, I think so many people who are coaches online are very, I did this for myself. I can cure anyone. I sell you all of this stuff. I relate to you a lot because I also feel like I'm this therapist calling out issues with psychobabble and, <laughs> and therapy speak, um, which some people could say is hypocritical, but I think it actually is more powerful that we're in it, but calling it out. You said that you realized you didn't know very much. What did that process look like? Did you start researching? What did you do to start increasing your education? Well, before I knew that I knew nothing, <laughs> um, 
I decided, confident, arrogant little old me, decided that she was going to take on some people and prove to myself first yeah. that I could do it, right? That yeah. I could help people solve these problems. And so I tried that and I helped zero people. I mean, I took on these clients for free. Yeah. And I learned that, wow, back to the drawing board, I gotta go, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was just wrong. You know, mm -hmm. I thought that a one size fits all solution mm -hmm. to this organ could work. I'm just so glad that I realized this so early on. You know what I mean? Like that I didn't create an entire service yes. or an entire business, start charging people money for my total incompetence, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is literally the internet it <laughs> and is. the coaching industry. Hey guys, I made money once. Now I'm going to help all of you make money. It's like, no, no, once is not good enough. Yes. Well, it's the phenomenon I talk about here sometimes of coaches, coaching coaches. Oh, it's yeah. Like so it's deep. Like right? <laughs> yes, yes. Got it. Okay. I assume you you told them what worked for you and it didn't work for them. I did an entire six-week coaching. And what were some of the things that you told people that worked for you that didn't work for them? Well, we did the skincare routine, my skincare routine. Right? That didn't work. Plus, also, I mean, the one one client, she would client, you know, a person that I was yeah. testing things on, client is kind of a, a stretch, but uh, <laughs> she wouldn't implement the skincare piece. She kept trying different products every mm. three days, um, but she implemented all the other things. And this is, this shows you how sad this space is because mm -hmm. I told this person to eliminate gluten, mm. dairy, sugar because at that point i eliminated these things and i had clear skin but also i had a very good skincare routine that was supporting my skin you know so that was doing most of the heavy lifting for me but i didn't know that yeah right so i assumed that it was all my busy work mm -hmm. right living my entire life revolving around getting this clear skin that i dreamed of yeah so i'm like you have to also live your life <laughs> revolving around clear skin. And so these people were happy to do mm -hmm. the diet piece. Yeah. The skincare piece was actually the more challenging one to implement for everyone, That's right? That's so interesting because you would think that it would be much more difficult to to change your diet than to do a skincare routine. You would think that, but I think that somewhere deep inside, we all believe that if we have an issue with our skin, that we are sick inside mm. to the point where we become so desperate to become okay again. Yeah. Not that we're willing to listen to a complete stranger with zero, zero expertise in nutrition telling mm. you to cut out this or that food. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I was that person telling people. So I've been on both sides. Okay. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I, I love what you said, what you said about that. I think that is so true, but it's, it is so interesting because I also struggled with acne growing up and I also really believed, and I don't know whether people told me this, I think maybe it is because we pathologize acne so much as there's something wrong that we believe that, but no one ever really told me you're a teenager, <laughs> your hormones are going crazy. Like, it's normal to struggle with your skin. 
Yeah, but also nobody taught us how to take care of our skin. We've yeah. been taught from probably, I don't know how young, to brush our teeth. Mm. Even some of us were taught how to take care of our hair from like an early age or how to exercise. Some parents teach you how to eat well from an early age. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Meaning we, we develop good eating habits from an yeah. early age depending on our environment. Yeah. And yet with skin, it's a fucking free for all. Mm. We're all supposed to figure it out on our own or look towards that famous face that we see. Oh my God, she must know the secret, you know? Yeah. And that's how we kind of approach it as though it's some mysterious thing. I think it's also kind of, it seems a little mysterious because it's tied with beauty. Mm. And that's like a whole other can of worms. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right? It's it's like we see our skin. Mm, yeah. We greet each other by seeing each other's faces, right? There's yes. no hiding. Yes. And so this means a lot to us. It's so annoying because it's an organ. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to us to be seen as, you know, a, a beautiful, a competent, whatever human being. Our self-esteem depends on how we're seen by others. Right. And they've done studies that back it up that people that are more beautiful, people that have clear skin, all of these things, it gets so interesting how tied in with morality it is, which is kind of what you were saying, right? About like you're sick or I think what's interesting. Yes, dirty. I think it's so interesting too with like hygiene or with, we assume I think sometimes that people with acne or who struggle with their skin don't have good hygiene or are lazy in in some ways. Usually the opposite is true. Right. (laughs) They're doing a lot. And that's so frustrating. Like when a person who is literally doing the most for their skin, the most, they are living their lives around the skin condition. So all their decisions, all their thoughts, everything they eat, everything they do, it revolves around their skin. And then somebody on the internet or like a passerby or a friend is like, hey, uh, did you try giving up dairy? (laughs) Like, no, I didn't think of that, even though I've been vegan even for my skin for like five years. Because I have clients who have gone even to, you know, to the Mm. extent of becoming vegan, not for ethical reasons, but for skin, just for their skin. Yeah, that is so interesting how much food and wellness and all of it is tied in with skin. No, but then you're meant to also almost like feel bad Mm. for wanting to have clear skin because then you're vain. You're too concerned with beauty. Mm. And it's like, you know, you're fucked if you do and you're fucked if you don't. Yeah. That's so true. Like you're judged for having the skin condition, but then you're also judged for really wanting the clear skin. Well, it's similar to diet culture, I feel like, in that way of – We place so much pressure on thinness and what people's bodies look like, and we judge people so much, and we literally know that people are more successful in their life, in their careers by thinness and how their body looks, but then if someone cares a lot about how they look, especially women, we judge them and also say that they're vain. Right. Exactly. The other thing I want to say about acne that I think is important is that when I say the word acne, Mm. I not mean an occasional pimple. Yeah. Because I fell for this trap back in the day where I thought that people with clear skin never, and I mean ever, 
got a clogged pore, a bump, or like a full-blown juicy pimple. Yeah. And so imagine that's the standard of clear skin. Right. And you come close, you come close, and you come close, but you can never get there because it's literally impossible. Right. Right? And so that was the biggest mindfuck for me because even when I had objectively clear skin for like six years, Mm. I still saw myself in my mind's eye Mm -hmm. as that like 12-year-old with the glasses, the braces, and the acne. And again, I had... I had mild acne at the time that I thought was moderate to severe mm-hmm. because the other amazing thing about being young is your prefrontal cortex is developing and you're really shitty at putting things in perspective. Yes. Yeah. Right. So when somebody points out your three pimples to you, it's the end of the world. Yeah. Right. And then you live with that. Because nobody's like, oh, no, it's just three pimples. They'll heal. This is temporary. It's okay. Let me teach you how to care for your skin. Well, instead we panic. I mean, I'll speak for myself. When I think about being in adolescence, I think about all of the money I spent, you know, at the drugstore, buying the three-step regimens, being terrified of oil, drying the hell out of my skin with all sorts of different things. And then your skin hurts because it's so dry. And no one told me that, you know, when you overly dry your skin, then it produces more oil, which like, you know, can cause more issues, right? It just, it makes it so hard because when we panic, we tend to do a lot of things, I think, to our skin that then make it worse. Like you were saying, by overusing products, by, I know I, struggled a lot with skin picking and touching my skin and thinking that if I could just, you know, extract enough that that would cure it. And then we end up with all these other problems that we didn't even have and our skin wasn't even that bad to begin with. Exactly that. Exactly that. It's a vicious cycle. And the picking, oh my God, the picking does not help. But um, you mentioned that uh, the instinct was to extract, right? To dry out and all this. And that's just to say that our instincts, especially when we're younger and lacking mm-hmm. information, or if that information is misinformation, right. which is often the case, I mean, instinct is not knowledge, right? Yes. And I think that, I don't know, wellness culture certainly glorifies your intuition. And it's like, yes. if I listen to my intuition with respect to my skin, even today, that I yes. sometimes have to fight my intuition because I know better already, right? So- my brain is telling me that's a terrible intuition. Don't go, you know, don't go in that direction. Yeah. You know where that takes you. Don't right. go. Right. And it takes like vigilance mm-hmm. over yourself, self-control in order to fight the instinct because the instinct, it, you know, it's a knee jerked reaction. It doesn't mean what people think it, it often means. But again, that comes with experience, hopefully some self-awareness. I mean, for me, self-awareness was like the biggest, my own like skin health success, but Mm -hmm. also in helping my clients, right? Like it was just reality check, slap in the face, (laughs) reality check, slap in the face. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, I think that's such a good point too. I talk a lot on this podcast about, I think we get confused between your anxiety isn't your intuition. Right. And I think that that instinct, quote unquote, to dry the hell out of your skin, I think that that might be anxiety. (laughs) I don't want this pimple. I need it to go away as fast as possible. So I will do whatever I have to do. I'm going to extract. I'm going to pick. I'm going to try to make it go away as fast as possible. And then (laughs) when we care about the fast as possible part, we often 
make bigger problems down the road for ourselves. Yeah, taking the shortcut is mm-hmm. the longest path to clear skin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So get clear skin in three days. Not going to happen. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of dishonesty in, in beauty, in the beauty mm-hmm. industry, in the skincare space. I mean, where isn't there dishonesty on the internet right now? Yes. I think that's why you and I, we have this in common where we have to like dispel yes. like narratives <laughs> that people come up with and spread right in our spaces. The internet has given everybody a voice and yes. it's the kid in the back of the class that you didn't want anything to do with, yeah. but maybe he wasn't the smartest and you would not go to him to for like math help. Mm-hmm. And yet that person grows up into an adult and then has like an Instagram account. Yep. I thought when I was growing up that adults knew better, okay? (laughs) This is what I thought. And I assumed that the adult would have done their due diligence, that I could trust the adult when they say, mash up this aspirin with water and put it on your face. Oh my God, such such an intense flashback I just had with that. You know the aspirin mask (laughs) hack? That's not a hack. (laughs) Okay, a disclaimer, nobody put aspirin on your face. You will literally burn your face off, which is what I did, and then didn't leave the house for six full days, okay? I assume toothpaste. Toothpaste isn't a hack either. Yeah, yeah. Toothpaste is not a hack. No, no, no. But neither is urine, which is like what- Oh, God, I've heard of that one. No TikTok. TikTok, okay? Because that's another place. And yeah, people were sharing videos with me. They're like, Elena, did you see this urine hack or this, oh my God- Period blood hack. Oh, oh my God. Period blood, which by the way is super unsanitary and like why? <sighs> so yeah, this is the stuff we have to deal with every day. Every day. <laughs> on the it's like, you know, I show up and I share something and I'm like, it's just going into the void yes. of misinformation. And then yes. sometimes by the time people find what I have to say, they'll think that I'm the crazy one Mm. because they literally, yesterday's banana caused today's pimple. You Mm. know, if this girl says that food doesn't cause acne, it means she's telling me to eat garbage. She clearly doesn't know what she's talking about. She's being paid off by this or that company. And it's just like the conspiracy theories start rolling in and you're just like, I'm just trying to help you not destroy your skin any longer. Please just try to look and what you're using every day, like your skincare habits, right? Yes. That's all I'm suggesting. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I think it's even more, right, like with videos, with everything that's happened with TikTok, like you said, I think that if you just are someone who has always had clear skin, the same way that someone, I think, right, a lot of fitness professionals have always been in shape and they Uh just assume they are in shape because of the way that they exercise and eat. And then they're like, well, I'll just tell other people how to do this. So it's similar with skincare. The problem is, is if that's the way that you are naturally, (laughs) you can't teach someone how to do that. You're not accounting for biopsychosocial factors. Yep, exactly that. And you'll have these really young with like girls with amazing lighting and filters that they use on purpose who will share their skincare routines with you and you think that they're doing it out of the goodness of their hearts when really they're doing it to sell you useless products that you don't even need. And then they might have extremely resilient skin. Yeah. If you're looking for some extra support with your mental health, I have great news. My practice, Therapy for Women Center, is accepting new clients. We specialize in working with women with anxiety, depression, trauma, 
OCD, disordered eating, and more. Just like me, the therapists that work for my practice are authentic, and we understand what it's like to be in your shoes, because we believe the best therapy starts with a great connection with your therapist. We have offices in the Philadelphia area, and you can see us virtually in 27 states across the country. Learn more by visiting our website, therapyforwomencenter.com. Ooh, I love that phrase, extremely resilient skin. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. So we all have different skin. Just as, I mean, there is a genetic component to our skin, right? My skin is white. Somebody else's skin might be brown. Like already that's a genetic component, right? My skin might be on the oilier side. Your skin might be on the drier side. We have genetic differences between us, right? We don't need to talk about genes because we can't really control our genes, even though people on the internet will tell you that, yes, you can sleep your way to controlling your genes and all these other things, whatever. I want to focus on the things that we can control. Some people have really resilient skin to the point where they can use anything on their skin Mm. and you will not see any damage. And you will think, oh my God, the products that she's using are amazing. I got to try them. But really, she just has really resilient, awesome skin until she doesn't. Yeah. But often what happens with influencers is they'll be selling you products and then their filters get stronger and stronger and stronger, (laughs) right? You don't know what you're seeing. You don't understand how qualified this person is in terms of caring for their skin, yet they're giving you advice hidden behind the filter. And this is happening so often. I've, I've had influencers reach out to want to work with me Mm -hmm. and I'm like, but look at all your pictures. You know, your followers can't see that your skin is in bad shape and they're all buying the products that you recommend and you don't see how effed up that is. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I actually don't work with people like, like, it's, yeah. you know, I have my limit. If you're an innocent person who didn't know any better, who wants to, you know, improve her skincare habits, or she made a skincare mess and she needs somebody to come clean it up fast, right? I could, I'd love to help. But when it's somebody who misleads people, shares misinformation and makes money off of that, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to work with you. Sorry. So when I ask people what some of their questions are, because you had touched on People don't talk about how to actually take care of your skin. You're taught how to brush your teeth. And I completely agree with that. I mean, I remember as a child, it wasn't until I got acne that all of a sudden then I was taken to the pharmacy and told, now I need this like multi-step skincare routine. But there was no conversation about washing my face as a child. I don't know, at least in my household. We didn't talk about it. It's very interesting that you talk about that. So what are some of the basic, if someone is listening to this, what are some of just like the basic good skincare habits you're talking about? I like to call it the boring basics because really it's with the boring steps that you achieve the most predictable and Mm. amazing results. It's like, you know, in fitness, it's just exercise and the way that you eat and it's so boring, but you know, the supplement or the special, I don't know, cryotherapy or whatever yes. sounds so cool. I want to try that. And it's like, no, but the, the fitness guys, they're doing the boring stuff every day. That's what gets yep. them the results. So with skincare, it is literally the same. It is how you care for your skin. And that means skincare, literally products mm. that support and protect your skin. The primary steps within the boring basics would be a gentle cleanser. Some people benefit from washing their face once a day, others twice a day. 
And also this, you know, depends on your life. You kind of have to play by Mm -hmm. ear sometimes. Like if you're, you know, running a marathon or I don't know, you're just like, you have a dirty day. It's okay to wash your face again. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we can adapt our skincare Mm. to our lives. Uh, And then after cleansing, we want to moisturize, but even moisturizing Every skincare step has so many connotations and associations, Mm. right? Like depending on who you ask, they're going to tell you something different. So what I'm talking about is objective best practices that help pretty much anybody, regardless of skin condition, regardless of whether your skin is resilient or not. We Mm. mentioned genes and a lot of people, they they just kind of want to fall back on that argument. Mm. Some of us, we can get by doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But doesn't mean that if we implement things that serve us, mm-hmm. you know, that we won't benefit from them because we will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good point too. Of It's not just about how it looks. <laughs> there is more to skincare, right? Than just how it looks. Just like there's a lot more to exercise than just how you look. It's functional movement. It's mental health. It's all of these things. I always interact with my skincare routine often like this is because I care about how I look, um, not because of I want to take care of my skin. Um, and I think that's like a good shift that I'm realizing I should I should do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Skincare is literally in support and of protection of this huge and really cool organ. Yeah. Right? And this organ does a lot for us in terms of protection. Um, that's really its main function. You know, people say that it's a sponge, that it's a detox organ. Mm. They say lots of crazy things, but no, it's there to protect us. And like we're surrounded by intruders and microorganisms Mm. that are not all beneficial. Some of them are really, really bad. (laughs) And so think about it. Like you don't think of washing your butt as a chore or or like a beautification (laughs) ritual, Right. right? Yeah. You do it because it's functional. Right. You don't want a dirty butt. (laughs) And so with your face, think about it. You're just surrounded by dust and dirt, just like microorganisms are living Mm -hmm. on your skin, some of which are really gross if you look through a microscope, right? Like it's better to almost not know. But once you do know, you realize, oh my God, I need to wash my face. Mm-hmm. at least once a day. This is just basic things. We wash our hands after we touch weird yes. things. Like this is, it's normal. And yes, there's this intersection, a, a flawed, I feel like, intersection between beauty and skincare. And beauty is just pretty things, right? We do them for the beauty. That's it. But skincare is literally the care of an organ. Mm-hmm. It, it serves a very specific function, like eye drops. They're there for your to hydrate, lower inflammation, mm-hmm. whatever. But they serve a function to support your eyes in some way. Yeah. Right. Or sunscreen. I think that's what's so interesting is when I was younger, I didn't care about wearing sunscreen until I got until it started impacting how I looked, and now I'm diligent about it. But when I was younger, it wasn't functional. I didn't think about it functionally. I thought about it. Um, right. So yeah, that's so but interesting. You didn't care because you weren't taught to care. Mm. You know, kids, we didn't care about having clean teeth or not having <laughs> gingivitis and all this stuff. We didn't know about these things, but we were taught 
to be diligent in brushing our teeth at least twice a day. Yeah. And there were there were no ifs, ands, or buts, and we didn't even care about how white our teeth mm. were. It wasn't even about beauty. It was just about taking care of our teeth. Yes. And that's what I, I'm, this is why I hate the internet. <laughs> like marketing and like the beauty industry is because they ruined skincare. Mm. They made it about everything else except skin. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. An organ that's alive. Yeah. That's so interesting. I, I love also all of your comparisons with teeth and toothbrushing. I think you did a really good post a couple months ago that was like, do you know what your celebrity's, celebrity's favorite toothpaste is? Or you would think that it was crazy if you heard a celebrity's 10-step teeth routine. And I think it is just such a good example of how complicated we make skincare. Yes. Also, nobody thinks it's weird that people are taking their cameras into <laughs> their bathrooms and like showing the world how they wash their faces, but not how they brush their teeth and not how they wash their butts. <laughs> yeah. Well, the collections, I think the collections are just, I mean, it is this wild thing where it is just phenomenal marketing for uh -huh. skincare companies. Yeah. And all in the name, right? Like I think what's so interesting that I'm putting together as we're having this conversation is I haven't really connected, I think, very much until recently, the function of taking care of my skin. Like I'm not someone who's good at prioritizing when my skin is dry, always having lotion, or when I travel, I often will forget certain things and I'll just be like, whatever, it's fine, even if my skin is dry or things like that, especially compared to my husband. He is like the most diligent. He gets burned really easily. So he is so diligent about like sunscreen and taking care of his skin and stuff like that. But I think what's so interesting, right, is that skincare has become the ultimate self-care now. But none of it is actually really focused on the functionalness of it. It is just this 10-step beauty routine to look pretty or stop aging. And the fact that you called it a beauty routine. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. me, I call it a skincare routine. Some people call it a protocol, some Ooh. estheticians. And yeah. I'm like, that's an official document, honey, yeah. okay, in yeah. diplomacy. It is not a protocol. It is a skincare routine. And that's what marketing has done is we use words mm. that are different from the actual thing mm. that we're talking about. A beauty yes. routine is not a skincare routine. Yes. Beauty routine is usually makeup, hair, aesthetic shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the point is, though, the point, well, let's bring you back to habit. <laughs> because here's the thing. When you eat well, when you mm -hmm. exercise, what is the benefit of that besides just feeling good? Ultimately, it's almost like a symptom, right? The symptom mm -hmm. is looking good, right? When you take basically good care of yourself, I'm not talking yeah. about anything insane like some right. of those influencers talk about. Right. I'm just doing basic care. Yeah. You feel good? Guess yep. what? You look good. Oh, yep. Amazing. When you take consistent good care of your skin, yeah. then what is the side effect of that healthy skin? Yeah. Back to teeth, right? We're, we're not brushing our teeth mm. when we have tooth decay. That's like fucking too late. Now you have yep. to go to the dentist and fix some shit. <laughs> right? We brush our teeth to prevent tooth decay and yes. to maintain oral health. It's the same with skincare. Skincare 
we're just maintaining our health, our skin's health. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all that it's supposed to do. It's not supposed to erase pores, which is impossible. You know, it's not supposed to give you glass skin, which is usually with a filter and some face oil on top. And then oftentimes, like you said, when we have the problem, that's when we want to actually take it seriously, right? That's when we're desperate. And when we're desperate, we make the worst decisions for ourselves. And then we're the most vulnerable to all the marketing, all the charlatans out there. Because, you know, a lot of these acne coaches out there, this is the other funny part of you look at their picture and it's a different skin condition. And if, if this, this is, by the way, this is, this is a red flag alert, right? If you <laughs> see somebody calling themselves an acne specifically expert, it's because they will call everything acne that isn't acne. They are not aware of other skin conditions. So interesting. We, I feel like we do call everything acne. Everybody calls everything acne because it's such a popular thing and it's been popularized. And the thing is people get clicks by sharing their so-called acne. And it's not even acne. Many of many of these big, like these uh, girls sharing like their acne positivity. Hey guys, this is normal. This is you know blah blah. It's like no, that's not even acne. You're misleading people. Yeah, it's like just a pimple. Or sometimes it's uh, a very severe infection. Hmm. Sometimes it's dermatitis. Sometimes it's rosacea. Sometimes it's folliculitis and there's different kinds. Sometimes it's an antibiotic resistant bacteria issue. Again, an infection. Like there are so many nuances, but we're out here self-diagnosing, spreading these ideas, right? And then we're like, well, but why isn't anything working? I've tried everything. And it's like, yeah, well, it makes sense when it's not even acne. Right. Right. Yeah. I wanted to also touch on, I loved, you had said the thing about pores and I think that is such a huge thing. I don't know. I feel like Biore pore strips in the nineties and two thousands destroyed us all with thinking that pores are blackheads. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because when I saw that video you did, I was like, I mean, I know intellectually what a blackhead is, but I often have to still catch myself and sometimes still Google how can I tell the difference between a blackhead and a pore slash sebaceous filament? And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so hard. We were tricked. Oh my God. We were tricked. Um, we're still yeah. tricked. We are every day. We're tricked. So humans have these little dots on their skin and you'll see them on your arms. You'll see them a lot on your legs. And yet we don't care about them mm. on our legs, Right. Yeah. But we have them on our noses in particular, on our cheek area, forehead, right? Our chin has mm-hmm. quite a lot of these little dots, but they're more pronounced in these areas where we produce more sebum, the facial oil. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when we have oily skin, we're producing more sebum. And then the cool thing about sebum is it's shiny when light hits it. So when light reflects off our skin, it looks shiny, which people love sometimes. They're like, oh my God, that's so glowy. How do I glow like you? But on the other hand, what it does is it shows our skin texture more. So people with oily skin have this reputation for having these dilated pores, but as soon as you add a mattifying powder on top of that, pores disappear. Right. It didn't go away. You just can't see it. Yeah, exactly. And so people with drier skin, drier skin is just more matte visually, right? It produces Mm -hmm. less of the sebum. So when 
light hits drier skin, it doesn't reflect as well. And so you see smaller looking pores. Mm. Okay. So a lot of even this pore conversation is just about a trick in terms of perception. So there's nothing you can actually, right? It is, correct me if I'm wrong, it's false that you can shrink your pores. No, they don't shrink. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, that's all the marketing, right? Is shrink your pores, make your pores smaller. And the best thing that you can do for your pores is create a time machine <laughs> and then go back to when you were 10 years old and start wearing sunscreen. And then you'll just have better skin than everybody on planet Earth. Because all of us, we come to the lesson of sunscreen is important, usually way late. Yes. Yes. Is there any situation where we should be extracting our pores? I mean, I seriously, at this point in my life, I cannot own a magnifying mirror because I will get lost in it. And I struggled so much with my skin, especially when I was in my addiction. I would just get lost for hours being obsessed with clearing out my skin, obsessed with the idea that if I could just, and it would be so confusing when you don't, when you think that you're poor is a blackhead. You're very confused how the blackhead fills back up like the next day or after a few hours. And it's right. It's because it's a pore. But my question is, is like, when do you extract? Are there any needs to extract? Should you never extract yourself? I would probably advise against just, uh, extractions in, at home Yeah, because of what you just mentioned. Um, <laughs> yeah. It is a real rabbit hole. Like for me, it's a very important rule that you maintain sinks distance mm. at all times. This is how all my clients get clear skin. I love this rule. Oh, yeah. I, this is what I realized with my own skin health journey is my skin's fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. And suddenly what changes? One thing only. I start leaning over the sink. Mm -hmm. I start inspecting shit up close. I start mm. asking this very misleading question of, What's that? Mm. Right? Yeah. It seems so innocent. What's that? And it's like suddenly I am back to that 13-year-old kid who thinks that everything she sees is a big-ass deal when it isn't. Yep. And suddenly pathologizing things yes. that are normal. Anyone who's listening, please, please quit leaning over the sink. And it will take some practice because if you do it regularly, let's put it in perspective. I've almost never seen my husband lean over the sink. <laughs> I would agree with that. Right? Yeah. In fact, he'll go further away from the mirror. His self-esteem is very high because he never, like, sees himself up close. <laughs> and what is the point? Yeah. Right? Who looks at you like that? Yeah. Also, and then women will say, well, my partner, he gets really mm. close and he might notice this or that. No, they don't think this way because they're not brainwashed with the same crazy ass marketing that we're brainwashed with. Right. Right? Yeah. So they Absolutely. don't do this to themselves, but we do and we think it's normal. Yeah. Like me now, I can't be caught dead leaning over the sink because A, I'm a skin coach. I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> I'm supposed to walk the walk. Okay. And B, if I think about it, it's effing embarrassing to mm -hmm. spend my time like that. It's so hard though. I mean, I think what's so interesting too is that it does become this false sense of control I think that we get. We – and like, I mean, this is a whole separate – I'm not going to go into skin picking because it is 
psychological condition. So we're not talking about someone who actually is struggling with skin picking. We're just talking about someone who... Not dermatomania, no. Yes, exactly. But it is like, I think that it's really interesting because it does create this false sense of control, I think, where you mess up your skin and then your skin gets better and you think that you picking it helped, but it actually was hurting. And if you just stopped picking your skin, you could have seen, like you said, that your skin was okay the whole time. I struggled obviously a lot with my skin when I was younger, but then when I was getting married, it was then that I became really obsessed with my skin again because I was obsessed with being as clear on my wedding day as possible. And that was when my skin was the worst because I was trying new products. I was studying my skin all the time. I was obsessed. It happens. when Yeah, when we're really stressed, our skin Mm. might be like the last thing to benefit, let's just say. Meaning uh, tissue repair is not a priority when Mm. we're stressed. That's such a way of explaining it that makes sense. Yeah, but it's not a cause. It's just it does affect. We're living in these bodies, so stress is a big one. I mean, for so many things. Yeah, But you mentioned the sense of control, and uh, it's a delusional sense of control. Here's the thing. If we can't name what this organ does, if we don't know why the pore continuously fills up with (laughs) sebum and we try to get rid of the sebum, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we think that extracting our whatever's inside the pores is actually good for our skin, then it maybe stands to reason that we don't understand this organ very well. So how, how in the world can we solve a problem if we don't even understand the organ first? Mm. How are you going to go and help somebody with anxiety or whatever if you don't know anything about the brain? And so it's like, it's a false sense of, yes, I'm doing stuff. Yes, it's busy work, but ultimately you're just chasing your tail. Mm -hmm. And that's where self-awareness comes in, right? Where you go, okay, so I don't know what this thing does, <laughs> yeah. right? None of us start out knowing anything really, mm-hmm. but we learn. But this is one area where unfortunately it's so saturated with people who are, whose guesses are masquerading as facts right. that we, we just keep taking weird ass tangents and, you know, getting distracted instead of just like, okay, maybe I should open like, see those dermatology textbooks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just crack one of those open. <laughs> what 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 are they saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We went over kind of the basics of skincare. Is there anything else, Elena, that you would like to share with people or you wish people knew about taking care of their skin? Well, we didn't finish with the boring basics. We started oh, with we cleansing. did. Okay. Yes. Let's yeah. get back to that. Yes. Let's so get we back did to the boring cleanser basics. and moisturizer. Cleanser, moisturizer, but even moisturizer, I would invite you guys to visit my website because I teach you how to moisturize mm. in the most effective way. Yeah. Um, because even that step can be optimized. And and even if you just use my advice for the three-step moisture method, it's going to improve the efficacy of your existing products and your skin will just feel and look that much better yeah. just if you optimize this step, okay? And then after you finish moisturizing, you allow that to dry Sunscreen, obviously. Sunscreen, baby. I mean, this is, many of you will not want to actually wear sunscreen every day. I get it. It's an extra step in your skincare routine. It's an extra product to buy. However, in like 20 years, Mm -hmm. you will look back on this episode, okay? (laughs) You will regret it. And by then, we still won't have time machines that exist, okay? 
And I think it goes back to what we were talking about, what there is also a lot of function to it. Like <laughs> you can, you get sun damage, you get cancer. Like there are, it's really important just on a basic level as well to wear sunscreen. It is. And I mean, I don't want to scare you and like be like, even if you're not leaving the house in your, in your basement, you need to wear sunscreen. No, obviously, please be discerning. Consider the context, your individual, you know, lifestyle and all of this. But it is one of those habits that you will be happy mm-hmm. you have developed. Okay. Yes. You will be happy in 10 years and 20 years when you look back and you're like, wow, it's I'm so happy I introduced that stuff into my skincare routine. Yeah. But then absolutely. with with wrinkles and things like this and, and deep scarring, for example, mm. you know, a lot of people they still want to believe in miracles and mm. miraculous effects of skincare. And so they wait. And they hope that once, even if they do develop the serious problem of like deeper wrinkles or right. crepey skin or thin skin um, or scarring, you know, mm-hmm. post acne, they hope that there will be some cream or some mm-hmm. treatment that will help. And in most cases, it it's impossible. Okay, mm-hmm. by then it's too late. And I'm I think one of the few people who says this because there are other people who would love to sell you on like really expensive treatments. And oftentimes, again, these treatments are not fun. Like a lot mm-hmm. of them are invasive, painful AF, expensive AF. It's a real then investment into yeah. trying to reverse that problem. And it will never be as good as when you would have prevented it. What is the most important thing you hope that people get from this episode? I hope that they zoom out from their skin. Mm-hmm realize that a lot of the things that they might dislike about their skin are absolutely normal and all Mm. humans have these things, lines, pores, peach fuzz, discoloration, movement, Mm. right? This is all human shit, right? Yes. Doesn't make you special. Doesn't make you flawed. Marketing though will try to exploit that feeling, that feeling of being flawed instead of normal. So I just kind of want more people to understand that they're normal. (laughs) I love that. That's very much my approach, I feel like, with mental health too. It's just there's so much over-pathologizing of, you know, not everything is anxiety, depression, bipolar, right? right? Sometimes it's just being a human. Like everyone worries. That doesn't mean that you necessarily have generalized anxiety disorder. Everyone goes through tough stuff. That doesn't necessarily always mean you have trauma. Yes, and your skin goes through tough stuff sometimes mm. too, stuff that you might not realize it's going through. Yeah. And it could be temporary tough stuff, right? A temporary imbalance of a certain bacteria or something on your skin. And if you continue to take good care of it, it should heal on its own for yes. the most part. It doesn't have to turn into a huge ass disaster. But people are so quick to diagnose instead of describe. Thank you so much for joining me today. Tell us more about where everyone can find you. I'm going to link everything in the show notes also. Yay. So you can find me on Instagram <laughs> um, my, at my name, Olena Belay. Also, you can visit my website, olenabelay.com slash glow to get your free glow guide where I share, I believe, like 16 tips for like healthy and glowing skin. And I kind of help you narrow down to the most important things so that you 
stop getting distracted with all the stuff that doesn't work, but also so that you don't blame the wrong things. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's important that you have a good relationship with this organ and so that you can name things what they really are as yeah. well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom. And I hope that everyone loves this episode. Thanks for listening. To suggest an episode topic or support my work, visit amandaewhite.com. If you're interested in getting therapy from my practice, visit therapyforwomencenter.com. We're based in Philadelphia, but we have therapists serving 27 states across the country. 